Hello internet peeps, welcome to our bi-weekly talk of video games. This is Escape from SideQuest and I am Joe Dubs. Hi, I'm And uh, this is where we come every, like I said before, you know, we talk the video games. Whether it's uh, what we play or, you know, if there's any interesting news, which this week, again, there is no interesting news besides drama, again, with publishers, but... We'll, we'll get into that later, but Andy, what the hell have you been playing? Uh, I've always beat Pokemon Moon. I've been playing it since the last episode. A whole bunch, actually. I kind of expected it to just be like a side game, because I've got Kingdom Hearts sitting here, and I've got uh, a new Switch game. I can't remember what it was sitting here. So Is I it? Tell you. Uh, something, uh, Slime Son, that's it. It's basically Super Meat Boy. It's a lot of fun, too, but... I can't put down Pokemon Moon. I I thought it would be like okay, but these games are a ton of fun. I guess there's a reason Pokemon games have sold like a bajillion zillion copies all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. Now that that's the one with like the Hawaiian gang or something like that. That there's like yeah. A... I mean, you're you're in you're in Alola, but it's Hawaii. I mean, it's an archipelago, and everything is like. Hawaiian themed, more or less, with with some other uh, deviations. But yeah, the gang in it is a ball, and they're hilarious. I love them. They're they're they're, better. they're the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you would you play more Smash Bro, including Melee? Yeah, I played uh, some Smash Brothers, but I was at a friend's place and we played Smash Brothers Melee, and it was hilarious because the three of us that have ultimate just could barely get anything done because we, we'd like our brains had adjusted to ultimate now that we were trying to play melee it, it just it wasn't happening like it should it was pretty fun. that's cool and we played that and played some of the new soul caliber and played dragon ball fighter z it's a shame that the new soul caliber doesn't have a big uh, player base uh i know they dropped from like they went they had a lot and then they dropped into like 300 and that's on pc i don't know about consoles it's just it's it's not getting a good rap. Probably around when Evo happens, when they see tournaments, then I think people will be back on the bandwagon. I heard it was an okay game. I haven't played it myself. When I was over, I just watched Soul Calibur happen. Oh, okay. But I heard it was okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good game. It's just people don't play it. Mm-hmm. It came out... I think there's a lot of people in that crowd, the Evo crowd. I think they're just stuck on... What they know they like. Of course, you know, Fighter Dragon Ball Fighter Z took off, so I don't know, maybe that's not true. Mm-hmm. And you got Jump Force coming out uh, Valentine's Day. I don't think that's going to be a big game. Really? Yeah, call me a pessimist, but like what I've seen of it, it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't look like it's, it would be fun for me to play. That's that's just me. I, I feel like this is like an anime's fans dream of just every anime character in like one big fighting game. I hope it's good. I like several of those characters. You know, I I love Dragon Ball. I love what else is in it. There's got Naruto and One Piece. And JoJo is in it. I love that show. Yep. Uh, what I've been playing uh, since you talk about Pokemon at work, <laughs> I uh, fired up the Pokemon Go Eevee, and I don't know how to. It's a really dumbed down version of Pokemon. Uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's it's supposed to be like an entry level, um, like for people who played Pokemon Go a whole bunch. I think they want to capture them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's easier capturing wild Pokemon. Doesn't require a bunch of work. Uh, I'm sure the game's charming, and honestly, I, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, I wanted to buy it, and part of the reason I started Moon is because I realized I owned it and hadn't played it, so I probably shouldn't buy a new Pokemon game yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's I think that's what you, you should expect to get into. It's a nice, fun romp. It's not going to be super complicated or anything. Yeah, it has tons of nostalgia, so if you were into Pokemon Yellow, it's like you'll have like a nostalgia jizz when you see certain areas and all that stuff. And it's different. It's not like when you catch Pokemon, you fight them down and you bring them down to low health and then you catch them. This is more kind of like, uh, I guess, PETA friendly, where you feed the Pokemon just like in Pokemon Go and then you catch them. 
and then you do the whole, you know, petting them. I don't like that feature. I mean, it, it's cool and all for, I guess, maybe a female audience or whatever. Or people who like to just, you know, take care of things like Tamagotchis. And I was wondering, though, how do you train them up to take them to gyms and stuff? Um, Again, this is where it's not challenging anymore. Because remember when in old Pokemon, you had to, like, switch out each Pokemon and put them in through battle to yeah. level them up? Well, yeah. w when you catch Pokemon, you level up all your people in your party. Uh, when you fight trainers, all the Pokemon in your party level up. So, oh, just experience share. Yeah, that happens in the newer games too. X and Y got there, mm -hmm. or X and X Y, Moon and Sun. And I don't know if uh, Omega and Alpha did, but yeah, it, you can turn it on and off. But yeah, it distributes. XP across your team, but it gives more to whoever actually sells them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, I appreciate it. I will say that. I, I'm kind of glad I didn't get the Pokeball thing, even though it looks cool and everything. Yeah, I would kind of like one, but $50, Jesus Christ, for a controller that works with one game, well, it's Yeah. And I hope that Nintendo is working on a Pokemon game that will look similar like Pokemon Go Eevee and Pikachu, but be different so that it's a little challenging for the hardcore Pokemon people to, you know, play it. Here's 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 some news for you. I didn't think about bringing this into the show, but here we are. Um, someone, someone big at Nintendo, I wish I could remember who it was. I, I was going to try to find it real quick, but it's easier to just paraphrase it. But someone big at Nintendo was at in an interview or something. And uh, I think it was someone with Pokemon Company. And they, they are definitely working on a Pokemon game right now. And it's definitely coming out on the Switch. Mm -hmm. And it is almost definitely this year. I don't remember if that was reconfirmed or not. And no one's really sure what it is. Everyone is hoping and partially assuming that's going to be a new mainline Pokemon game. You know, in the in the line of XY, Moon, Black, White, you know, Blue, Red, etc. But, um... <laughs> He said something along the lines of, it's not going to be what people expect, but it's going to be something that Pokemon fans have wanted for a long time. So, no one, knows exactly what to, no one knows exactly what to extrapolate from that. Like, people were saying, like, it's going to be like some stupid MMO thing. It's going to be like, let's go or go, but it's going to be a whole bunch of, like... Networking, which I don't, it sounds like the opposite of what I want. I'm not really, I don't want to do that kind of shit. But, mm -hmm. no, sure. Um, some people were saying maybe it was like a more hardcore mainline RPG. Maybe they were going to designate the Switch as like, you know, they just came out with a real easy, entry level, almost childish game and let's go. Let's make something that's like balls to the wall, serious. Mm -hmm. Like with a bunch of JRPG overtones and stuff like that, or, but no one really knows. And it could still just be a mainline game. It's just when he says it's unexpected, it's gonna be like on the moon or you know something stupid like that. Maybe he just said that to to get people excited, and it's maybe it's Pokemon Snap too. For all we know, <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. That was a fun game. Yeah, that'd be fine. They should have made a Pokemon Snap two years ago. That game kicks ass, but. I don't know. No one knows. It's, but he he said that, and they also um, they reconfirmed some release dates. Uh, we're definitely getting several things this year. They reconfirmed. Oh yeah, Metroid Prime is coming? Question mark. Bayonetta three is coming? Like light? Question mark. Obviously, that's a Sega game, so it's more up to Sega than anyone. Mm -hmm. It might come out this year, but it's not confirmed. But we're definitely getting Fire Emblem. We're getting Animal Crossing. We're getting Luigi's Mansion. We're getting bunch of other stuff it sounds great so apparently nintendo is still doing their best to do big first party game big first party game big exclusive big first party game big exclusive stuff like that i mean the 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 year the switch came out they had one like every month and they've slowed down a little bit but like every other month it's only bad and then they're still getting all that sweet third party support all the sweet indie releases etc etc yeah, um, to, to kind of touch on the Pokemon before uh, I actually talk about uh, Metroid for a second, um, I think they could do something like Division where you can play solo and do your Pokemon thing and have a story just like you're playing every Pokemon game. And then if you want to, 
you could party up with people and go, you know, exploring and, you know, uh, catch, capturing Pokemon or... I, I think you're probably right. I was thinking something like The Division, something like GTA Online, something like, God forbid, uh, Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. But all, all the games I just mentioned have, like, have had technical nonsense and, like... Um, press problems, image problems, and stuff like that, and I don't know if Nintendo would dip their toe into that kind of stuff or not. I mean, they're so famously awful at the online thing. So, who knows? Yeah. I Um, think a lot of people would like that game. Like, the game you just described, I think a lot of people would get excited about it, and I think I would be tentatively excited about it, but I just kind of want a new mainline Pokemon game for the Switch. That's kind of all I want. Just Nintendo, please do not say that this Pokemon game is an online-only game because then you're going to turn a lot of people off because you're going to think about Fallout 76. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I mean, even even a game that makes all of its bread online, like Splatoon, still had a fairly robust single player. I mean, it wasn't like a $60 game, but I like 12-level story, and it's voice acted, and it was a good old time, so... Yeah, it's a badass game. I think game. they know better than to do only online but we'll see. yeah uh to kind of touch on metroid um if anybody is not aware metroid prime 4 uh is delayed and it might be coming out they what did they say 2021 or something like that 2020 is the last thing i saw didn't we talk about that on the last episode or am i saying i i don't think we we did i think we kind of oh. touched on it but i don't think it went full-blown uh but people uh, that are not on the fence of Switch or Nintendo at all are kind of saying, "Oh, this is gonna this is gonna hurt Nintendo." And I'm, and as Andy was explaining before, you still have Luigi's Mansion. You have this Pokemon game that's gonna hold people over. Um, it's, it's not gonna. It's not gonna hurt. Nintendo. And I'm pretty sure they have an ace in the hole where they're gonna be like, "Hey, remember Mario Maker? There you go," <laughs> and like hold off people for a little bit. Yeah, uh, they they also said recently that they are working on something that is unannounced. So that could be a lot of things. Mario Maker is probably the best best guess, though. And Animal Crossing. Yeah, they're definitely working. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World comes out still. Fire Emblem is definitely coming out in spring. Um, a Pokemon game is coming out late 2019. Animal Crossing is coming out this year. Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out this year. Damon Cross Machina is coming out this year. Dragon Quest Builders 2, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. That's all this year. And then Bayonetta 3, question mark, Metroid Prime 4, the far-flung future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't worry, guys. Uh, Nintendo fan base is fine. Nobody's going to jump ship because Metroid's not there. Honestly... So- the Switch is going to be fine for a while. They probably made so much money on Smash Brothers that they, they don't need to, to scramble that. Down. And people were down about that. They were like, oh, the Smash is not going to sell a, a console. And then look, millions of copies got sold with the, the console because people were waiting for that to go on that uh, console. Yep. Uh, moving on to what I was playing. So I completed two quests, finally. Jeez, two. Yep. So since I did the uh, charity stream, which was kind of a failure, by the way, because nobody likes to donate to kids with cancer, um, but I ended up doing the stream anyway, and nobody got a free copy of Resident Evil 2 Remake, so uh, they're lost, I guess. But Resident Evil 2 1998, I, I defeated the original. And then I, uh, it took a long time because I wanted to go deep into Resident Evil 2 Remake. So I did Leon, and then I finished Claire, and I still have to do the B scenarios, but what I've heard is the B scenarios are, I guess, not canon, if I'm correct. I don't know, but... Mm, that would be weird. Yeah. Um, so... I defeated a fifth generation game, and now I defeated an eighth generation game. So I have 10 XP now. And the final game I played was a surprise game. Uh, EA launched a Battle Royale game free. 
And if anybody remembers that Titanfall 3 was supposed to be uh, launching, or not launching, be, being developed, uh, they kind of scrapped that idea and they made this Battle Royale game. So Andy, when you think of Battle Royale, what, what do you think? Uh, PUBG, Fortnite, that new Call of Duty, JS, stuff like that. What is your personal feelings on Battle Royale? Uh... I think it's the most popular thing on the market right now, and um, lots of streamers play it, and lots of children play it. And that's not a slight against the genre, just I'm saying. Those people play it, and I don't tend to. You kind of go, uh, another Battle Royale? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, my God, there's like, everyone's doing that now. So, that's what everybody else thought. So, I decided to download it. And I was having the same thing. I'm like, oh, another Battle Royale. I got to get used to something. It is totally fun. Now, are you a fan of Overwatch, um, Andy? Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's pretty much the only first-person shooter I'll play. In. That and sometimes Siege. Do you like Halo? Uh, I did in college. Do you like the map Blood Gulch? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it was, it's been in, like, every Halo. Imagine Blood Gulch... With uh, a mixture, uh, well, obviously a mixture of Titanfall, since that's part of the universe, and Overwatch with heroes. That's what Apex Legends is all about. It's interesting, because the Legends uh, slash heroes, they have their own abilities. Uh, There is no solo queue in this game. It's all teamwork. So you have to hook up with randos. But you could split away from your group and do solo on your own. But obviously that won't work because you're going against squads. Yeah. But what I really like about Apex Legends is they have a ping system. So, Andy, are you? do you like to talk to random people online? Uh, not. I don't know. Not usually. I have to admit. Um, I usually avoid it. But every once in a while I'll run into that situation where there's someone who's actually like kind of cool. Like, I, I've met some people, and it's not like I keep in contact with them or anything, but, like, in stuff like Counter-Strike and whatever, you'll meet someone who's actually just just another guy just trying to play the game, and, like, you, you kind of click on, like, a strategic level or something like that. Well, if you're an antisocial and don't like to play with uh, in multiplayer and talk to people, don't worry. You do not have to say shit in this game, because this ping system is so awesome. You could ping where you want to go. You could ping items that are like, like, hey, here's a level 3 helmet, here's a level 3 vest. Uh, You could point out enemies by pressing the F key in in the direction where the enemy is. So it's really helpful. Uh, There was was multiple games where nobody was talking and we were just pinging wherever everything was. And I actually won. uh, I won two uh, games. It's out of 60 people, by the way. So it's like only yeah, it's only twenty. It's a really small map. So the reason why I think this game is doing really well is because there's action all the time. It's not like you go into PUBG or any other big map uh, battle royale and you're literally just walking for about thirty minutes until you fire at somebody. So what I'm trying to say is, maybe if you have time. Maybe download it on PS4 and we can play. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a console game? I was thinking it was PC. Yeah, I think that I think they're on console too. So maybe we can get me, you, and Zach if if he wants to play. Or any that does not sound like something he really like. <laughs> or anybody else <laughs> that we can get. I, I would say Adam, but I don't, I don't think we would get him. Sorry, I, I dropped something. Um, I I, I think he's dead. <laughs> I saw stuff on Facebook. Yeah, it's his birthday. It just passed. So happy yep. birthday, Adam! If you're listening, I know he listens to our podcast. Really does. Yeah, he's one of the download people out of seven people that watch or listen to us. What a sweetheart. Yes. Um. Other than that, uh, I think we should get to the wheel quest. Andy, did you did you uh, defeat any quests? No, I wanted to beat Pokemon Moon because that's going to satisfy beat any game in your backlog. But I didn't quite get. I think I beat like the story story, but most Pokemon games do like the story comes to a head and then it's like okay now go beat the elite. 
That's what I got to do. I'm walking up a mountain, and then I'm going to beat the Elite Four, and then I'm pretty sure I beat the game. So I might beat it tonight or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I barely missed the show. I really wanted it to be done so I could get a fresh quest this week, but what are you going to do? Alright, well, it looks like I need to do the wheel quest. I'm going to have to get another quest in there since I have three. So, spin. Spin, spin, spin. The wheel quest. What do I get? And it lands on... Be the first generation game. <laughs> Good fucking luck. <laughs> what does that entail, Atari? Well, now let's see. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as usual, I'm gonna do a wiki request, uh, assisted talk here. Um, now you may notice that I put a question mark on it because it's like beat. I guess you can do this. <laughs> um, first generation games, they didn't, all, they didn't already have. Okay, you can. Th- there's a story, and you need to get the keys, some shit. And then you can beat the game. The first generation, it was like Pong and arcade games and stuff like that. Uh-huh. We're talking Magnavox Odyssey. We're talking every Pong machine. Um, we're talking uh, your Telestar. Uh, it's an early Coleco deal. So, um, I'm trying to figure out how we can rule this. Because honestly, I don't know. Can... Let's see. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's kind of gonna be hard. Yeah, I, actually, I don't think it's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be easy. Um, we'll do something like pong or something like that, and you just have to win a game. You can't can't win pong unless there's a pong against the computer or I think Atari was in the second generation, and it has games you can beat. Yeah. The first first generation, that one's tricky. Basically, um, I I think the way this challenge should be run is you do what you figure the equivalent of beating a first generation game is. Like you need to find the finish line. <laughs> I'm gonna go find a pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. That I mean, beat beat an existing high score on a pinball machine. I'd count that. I'd say that would work. Okay, cool. I, I there's a, um, a an arcade slash smoke shop that is near my house that has pinball machines. So that sounds perfect. So I'll, I'll probably that picture of of your high score on the uh, the marquee after you get it just for fun. Yeah, and I'll name it Dubs so people know that I'm not photoshopping it or something. You'll have to name it Dub. Dubs or Ubs? Ubs. I'll do Ubs. Ubs. That sounds funny. <laughs> All right. So, beat a first generation game. Uh, should shouldn't be that bad. So, I have beat a spinoff, then beat a sixth generation game, and then beat an adventure game. Andy has beat any game in your backlog. Which I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. Host showdown. So he has to challenge me to the game. Uh, finish a game you started five years ago, which is kind of like, isn't Pokemon move five years ago? Uh, I didn't start it five oh. years ago. I did buy it, I think it was four years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And then you have beat an adventure game, and then beat a co-op game, which uh, is fairly easy and should be done pretty soon. Uh, but we both live adult lives and don't have a lot of time that much anymore. Yeah. Um. Other than that, that's all I've been playing. Um. We've got a couple of news here. I'm going to get this news out of the way since uh, if you're a fan of Tom Clancy's The Division, if you go into Uplay or you pre-order the game, they are having a private beta uh, tomorrow all the way to the 11th. So... Uh, if you go to Uplay right now and you have Division 1, you could sign up through the Uplay and you'll be automatically in. I mean, I signed up in June when they talked about it, so I already have it. Um, it looks interesting. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but then again, it's Ubisoft, so Ubisoft has a lot of uh, buggy games. 
So I'm most likely ready for a bug disaster when it comes out. That's why I guess they're having a beta now instead of like a month before. Oh, actually, yeah, the game is coming a month before. That is the point of a beta. They got to stress test on their garbage. Yeah. Their garbage. Yeah. And. and, That word is poop. Sorry. (laughs) In other news, Metro Exodus is coming out soon. And those games look cool, but I've never played one. <laughs> is some of it's actually like a walking simulator, but it's like it's a horror game, and it's uh, some of it's actually pretty spooky. But the books are really good too. Um. Anyway, the publisher uh, decided to move Metro Exodus from Steam, which a lot of people pre-ordered on Steam. And move to Epic uh, Launcher that they have going on. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, and so when you're doing that, you're kind of pissing off the consumers who possibly would like to be on Steam rather than Epic. Uh, The reason why people are going to Epic is because there's a bigger revenue between the, like, the... The provider like Epic and Steam uh, divided with the uh, developer and publisher. So the, the the devs and publisher would get more of a cut than like Steam or, or Epic. Well, okay. It makes sense, right? But Epic, so, Epic Launcher it, uh, doesn't have any cloud saves and the refund policy is not that great. So another reason why these uh, publishers are going to like Epic is because... In Steam, if you don't like a game and you play it under two hours, you could refund it and get your full price back. In Epic, you can't do that. So they they they. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they kind of go, "Hey, you know, I thought you liked the devs. They're gonna get more of a cut if we go here." No, no. They just want to <laughs> go there because they want to make sure that they get the money. Well, now, is that for sure, or is that speculation? I mean, the game's not out yet, right? What do you mean, like, the refund policy? No, I mean, like, uh, I mean, you can't blame them for wanting more, a larger cut of the money, but is the refund policy really why they're doing it? No, that, that's just an added bonus. I mean, a lot of a lot of people are going there because of the revenue split. Yeah, which I I'm said happy. makes sense. Yeah, totally. But publishers have been outspoken about hating the uh, refund policy on Steam because well, make a better game than you fucks. Exactly, and that's where I'm going. But anyway, uh, when you piss off a, a community, you know what they do? They re- rebel and they start attacking. So, oh god, yeah, totally. I mean. It's not fair to say a community because it's usually you know the five percent of them that are total shit heels, like mm-hmm. you know, real garbage people. And there's usually a whole bunch of people that just like want to play the game and like, god damn it, I gotta use this other shit instead of Steam. Oh well, I'll either play it or I won't. Mm-hmm. They don't. Uh, they don't get on 4chan and bitch about it and hack stuff and no, I'm gonna. Did you know there's an eight chan? What's that? Did you know there's an eight chan now? There's, there's like a 16 chan. There's a chan. There's, there's all kinds of chans. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I just... Reddit's my only place to go because all the other ones I feel like I'm going into a swamp of possible like bad stuff to click on that would be bad for anybody to click on. Yeah, I'm really into Reddit now. I'm a born-again Redditor. Like, for the longest time, I didn't go, and now I go to Reddit more than I go to Facebook or any other. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting on the old toilet, if I'm on the throne, I need to time killer to Reddit. Sorry, at, we got off on a Reddit tangent there. Yeah, at least yeah. at least Reddit, you know you're you're getting toxic right away. Facebook is like, oh look, you know, people are happy. Oh politics. Oh no. Well no, Reddit's <laughs> nice because you get to curate what you're seeing. And Facebook, it's like, yeah, I want to see what my friends are up to. Facebook Messenger is a big part of my life. That's how I organize, you know, D and D and gaming. We're all gonna watch the rumble and stuff like that. But Facebook as a whole is just so much garbage and so much people putting stuff there that's just the worst. And I have to admit, there's a couple of people I'm friends with on Facebook, and the only reason I'm still friends with them is because they post such things 
and then the comment sections turn into garbage fires, and it's really entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> but on Reddit, you just, I like, I want to see the Criterion Reddit, and I want to see the Nintendo one, and I want to see these podcasts I like, and blah, and then you just see the stuff you like. I mean, I think there's an ad slipped in there every once in a while, but I've noticed they're almost always video game-centric, because I liked a bunch of video game separate, so. Yeah. So what this, these people are doing is pretty much uh, bombing the reviews of the old games, just giving, yeah. it, giving it bad reviews, and they're doing it's a... That's becoming a common thing. I mean, I kind of don't blame them, in a sense, because... You... I do. You should review a game based on that game's merits, not... This other stuff. It's, oh, I got a nylon bag instead of a canvas bag. Zero out of ten and fall out. No, that's, you didn't review the game, fuck ass. True. I mean, the I, game doesn't exactly deserve a ten out of ten or anything. I, I, I hate I hate when you're on Amazon and you want to buy something. There's a review that's like, it showed up like one out of five. That does, that's that's <laughs> unhelpful. That you're not doing anyone any favors. I agree with that. Uh, what, I, what I'm trying to say is like, I don't think they should have done that. I think, if anything, they should vote with their wallet, which they are going to do, apparently. We'll see. Uh, we'll see, because usually they'll say, I am not going to buy this game, and then they end up buying this game because they're like, oh, everybody else is streaming it, so I got to get you know on the streaming bag. Five times out of ten. Yeah. But they're saying that they're going to boycott it. And what I'm trying to lead to this is the publisher publishers these days like to open their mouth. And I think publishers should not open their mouth uh, because they're like, oh, you know, if you boycott the PC, uh, then we're just not going to make any more PC games. Which, in a sense, I see what he was trying to say. He was pro probably saying if you don't buy this game, then we're probably going to have to focus on console because you're not buying the PC game. I mean, he's he's right in a way that it is obnoxious to say that he's right because... If he had said nothing, and that's what happened, people point to that as the reason. But the fact that a company would be aware that all oh, this was boycotted for a reason, other than we don't have a lot of PC fans, would be frustrating to real people. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, they need that, and it's, it's, it's so annoying. Um, this is only tangent, tangent. This is only barely related, but whenever. Um, someone puts out i've talked about this before i don't remember if it's on this podcast or the other um they wanted to test the waters for gundam video games so on the ps3 they released crossfire crossfire is awful there's a ton of great gundam video games but crossfire sucks and mm -hmm. it came out in the united states and sold garbage because it's garbage and they said and bandai namco said oh i guess we just won't release any gundam games in the united states they don't like gundam games. no we like good gundam games you assholes. <laughs> it's the same principle. It's like this one failure is going to fail, not for the reasons that you're going to assign to it. It's 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 ridiculous. And you're absolutely right. They should just vote with their money. And I mean, obviously, I completely cut you off. You're going to talk about this this guy talking out of his ass. And I and then I'm going to come back with why I think companies should do this kind of shit. But keep going. I don't know what I was gonna say is like it's not as bad as like the one with Battlefield Five where the EA uh, I believe president was like, "Oh, you guys are not educated <laughs> on World War Two." While they're showing in World War Two where there there's like a woman with like a fucking amputated arm with a hook and shit and samurai swords for like the British forces and. Just unrealistic shit, and he's going, you know, berating customers. Keep in mind, I do know this is the internet, and I do know the internet is toxic, but when you talk to trolls online, you're just going to keep on feeding them, and yeah. and they're just going to keep on coming back and back and back, and then you're going to lose. There is no winning. Yeah, that's the important distinction. you got to know what you're responding to, and that's what I was going to say is these companies – the more vocal a company is, the more I tend to be on their side whenever they get in trouble publicly. Like if it's someone who they said one or two things and it was all garbage, I'm always like, they must be garbage. But if, they, if they're usually pretty wide open and they know how to make an apology and stuff like that, they, that, that holds a lot of water. Mm -hmm. Well, a good example is uh, Capcom. They just released the Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, 
didn't say shit until literally like the the last week before it came out and uh people were just like oh it's gonna suck uh you know because they don't have scenarios and they don't have this they don't have that they're, they're not saying anything this is gonna they're not saying anything because it's gonna be a generic resident evil game and it's gonna be like resident evil 5 and 6 and all that stuff that yeah, if that would have happened, yeah, it would have sucked dick. But uh, it's probably one of my favorite games of this year. And they did come out with scenarios, and they did change things up that were... Um, they did change things up in the game, but they still kept the plot alive. And uh, I feel like publishers need to do that. I mean, yeah, you're going to get bad PR, and there's always going to be trolls out there that are always going to be saying shit. You could say it in a nice, professional way. You know, if somebody says, oh, this game is going to be shit for X, Y, and Z, then you go, guys, maybe, you know, be calm and, you know, we'll try to be as transparent as possible with you. We'll do this and that. And yeah, that might not work with trolls. They'll probably still, like, trash it, the idea. But going at him and being like, oh, you guys are fucking idiots. You guys are Nazis. You're white uh, national uh, nationalist. Uh, you're, you know, you're sexist and all that stuff. Doing that is not going to do anything. In fact, you're going to probably piss off the people that are not speaking up thinking that, yeah, I, I kind of don't agree. Why is, you know, a woman with amputated arm so powerful in this game? Keep in mind, I do know it's a video game. and uh, so I was about to lean into the mic and go, yeah. because it's a video game, but I'm glad I don't have that yeah. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, people that are not vocal about that are just going to be like, oh, you're calling me a sexist because I don't believe your, your vision of a game? Well, fuck you, I'm not buying your game. And then, you know, that's where the term, you know, get woke, get broke. So, I don't know. Just be, be quiet, be professional. Even though that's probably not going to work in the internet world, but at least you'll have the high ground. Make a good game. Focus on making a good game and people will buy it, I think. I, there, there are obvious examples of that not happening in history. Very aware of that. But that that's going to be your priority, number one. Focus on making a game. And luckily nowadays, the people who handle PR and internet presence, the guy who's running it, company twitter they're not making the games that's their job get on twitter and tell people how great our stuff is. but hmm. don't don't worry about that just go make your great game and let tim in social nonsense worry about the trolls yeah and uh another perfect example of that is the atlas game that is early that was early access and they were just delaying the game a thousand times and nobody was saying anything. And then they finally hired a community manager to go, hey, guys, I know you guys are upset and I get it because I'm upset that the game is not out yet and we're working on it to come out. And here is a list of reasons why things are going out. And then you have the people that were, you know, pissed off. You might get like 20 or maybe 10 percent off your back, but that's still 20 and 10 percent off your back. Uh, you know, you'll have those people go, hey, they're doing their job. I'm going to go back to playing this game now until it comes out. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you know, making your games. Uh, I just I, I wish games were made like back then. Fully made <laughs> good games. And I guess what I'm trying to lean to is uh, I want to play more retro games. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to play games that I know that is going to be fully made and I won't have to buy any DLC to uh, make sure I play the full experience. And I, I think I was talking to you and I think I was talking to somebody else. I was like, I miss playing old games back then. I mean, not old games, uh, bad games. Like even the bad games were, uh, you know, fun to play. Occasionally. Yeah. Um, but... You know, when you play like a bad game, for example, uh, Terminator Salvation. It was on the PS3. I remember playing it. I know it's a fucking bad game, but it was bad good. It's kind of like the the room, the movie. Like like you watch it, you know that it's a shit movie. It's shit acting and shit uh, cinematography and everything and directing, but it's so funny to watch. I mean, yeah, there's there's a big difference between something being good and something being entertaining. 
Mm-hmm. You can get entertainment out of all kinds. Of, uh, a game that is bad and entertaining is good to come across, but hell, there's a lot of people who play Shaq movies seriously, so I don't know. Yeah, and then, like, I feel like bad games in this generation is, like, here's a here's a starter pack game, and then you have to buy DLC and buy the rest of the game. Or they just release the game not being done, and that's a bad game. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyone can make a game now, so even bad games shine brightly when they're surrounded by all this garbage, the shovelware on, like, Steam and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. a problem with the Wii, too. There was so much shovelware on. Uh, they're curating the Switch a lot better. I'm very proud of Nintendo for not opening the floodgates entirely, but there's some nonsense big time. Some stupid phone game ports or whatever. But as long as they have an audience, and as long as there was obviously some, some care put into making it. But uh, bad games just aren't the same anymore. Now a bad game is something that was poorly supported or had too much DLC or was broken. Like, uh, I, I like watching, you know, end of the year first game lists. And one of my favorites is, uh, uh Jim Sterling's ones. He's, you know, he's a complete asshole, but he's funny. He's, you know, so fuck you, I guess. But his, his worst games of the year are like half of them are always like the company fucked up and didn't support it or something like that. Like, they're, they're not even necessarily bad games. And then the other half are usually like garbage that some nobody put out on Steam because they're they're laughably inept. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. There's no there's no game that slipped under the radar with Ho-Hum scores that is actually great. By the way, Stranglehold on the 360 and PS3, that's one of those games. Stranglehold kicks ass. I love that game. That's a good game. Uh, I just purchased a PS3 online uh, on eBay, uh, which comes with uh, Metal Gear Legacy Collection and Zone of Enders uh, Collection HD. So, two Hideo Kojima games, by the way, which I find hilarious. Um, and then I bought uh, one bad game. I'm actually going to buy Terminator Salvation because I want to go through it again and show how bad it is, but I had a good time because I do love the Terminator universe. J- just like how I love the Lost TV show that came out with a game called Lost via Domas. Domas? I remember that coming out. Yeah. Again, bad game. But because I love the universe, there is uh, things in the game that bring you back to the TV show. Uh, small stuff like that. And there's like s- movie games back then that were really bad but people played it because hey i just saw you know batman returns let me play the batman game and yeah. uh, that that's how we used to do things back <laughs> back in the 90s uh and i also been watching a lot of uh, metal jesus rocks youtube yeah, he kicks ass i love his videos yeah so he's been doing well he's always been doing a lot of uh pickup games where you know he goes to uh retro stores or cons and stuff and he shows his collection with his friend i forgot his name reggie reggie there you go and just i don't want to go too out of control on my retro collection i think what i'm going to be doing is it's very easy it's kind of thrilling sorry to cut you off but it's kind of thrilling you're getting into this stuff like right around the time i've got a couple other friends that are like I, I finally like cracked cracked that egg and now they're they're into it. One of them is like out outpacing me as far as it goes for GameCube and stuff. But it's it's so exciting to have so many people getting back into retro gaming around. Mm-hmm. But I uh, kind of steer away. I I think it's today's gaming. Today's gaming is so much bullshit. Yeah, there's ga- there's gems there that like The Last of Us and. Uh, anything. Yeah, I mean, everyone's gonna play Breath of the Wild, God of War, whatever. They're still great games, but in between, everyone's just sick of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, my thing with retro collection, I I do want to get the Commodore sixty four, and I do want to hit up like the Atari consoles, but I do don't want to get too out of control with that. I think I want to hit stuff in my childhood. So you should uh, you should make a list. I, I know it sounds stupid, but it really helps focus what the hell you're doing. I had to make a list, and I keep it synced to my phone. It's just in Google Docs, and uh, 
it helps a lot whenever you're looking at stuff and mm-hmm. you start thinking, I want this, I want that, I want these other things. No, hang on, I got a list. It's well researched. I know what I want. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Now, do you do you have a website that has a list of all the games for each console? Because <laughs> I feel like I have to make like a checklist and stuff, or maybe I have to do oh, that on my own. I mean, Wikipedia, I guess. Yeah, I'll probably do that because the Wikipedia has an article uh, every game released in each region for each system. Um, some of them, I mean, it's pretty daunting. Honestly, I would, uh, and this this goes for everyone. This goes for listeners. This goes for you. If you want to like try to to get into that, it's easier to start slow. Go somewhere like um, Racket Boy. Is it RacketBoy.com or Racket Boy something else? It's just like a retro site, and they've got a bunch of lists like um, hidden gems of the Super Nintendo, uh, most affordable gems of the Super Nintendo, the rarest games for the Super Nintendo, and it's fun to look at those. But they're all games that are like seven hundred fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. But start. Start humbly in that I want to collect the Super Nintendo. Okay, well, what do I need? I need Mario World. I need Mario All-Stars. I need uh, Link to the Past. I need F-Zero. Like, you know, get get obvious stuff. And then while you're shopping around for the obvious stuff, you're going to start seeing the other stuff you want. It's uh, after, after you've been doing it for a while, it's easier. Zach does this. It's easier to just get the whole list and go right down it. If you recognize it, Google it, watch some gameplay footage read the Wikipedia article, figure out if you want it. But if, if you shop around for the obvious stuff first, you're going to already have built half of a, of a database in your head. Yeah. They listed, that's my advice. Is, is, you're doing it right. You're saying, hey, I want Terminator Salvation, I want you know, Kojima games, and a couple other things. I'm going to do that, and then I'll let the other stuff happen. Mm-hmm. But start, start a list. Start, start a list. Don't worry about making it complete. Just have it bouncing around in google or something yeah like i said i want to hit up my childhood first which is um i started out with super nintendo and then i went to nintendo which is weird um but i probably would go nintendo first and then super nintendo and then sega and i still need to get it i i never played the saturn so i want to get into the saturn saturns are hard to pick up a little more than the other ones it's, it's better to start with something more ubiquitous the nes the snes the genesis yeah. Um, now you've got to consider: Do I want a, a, a genuine Super Nintendo, or do I want one of these clone consoles? Um, analog, Analog NT. They make a lot of clone consoles, and there's like a thousand clone consoles from damn NES. Some of them are great. Some of them are Chinese garbage. You got to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the obvious way to go is to get a legit one. But I don't know some of these new ones. They got a lot of nice features, and they're awesome. Pretty slick. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I and I, I got to get shells too if I'm gonna be getting these retro games too. So totally. After I got this house, I sunk a couple hundred dollars in the shells for all. <laughs> nice. Other than that, I think we're pretty much done with this episode. Andy, do you have any projects you're working on? Um, it's funny we're talking about retro gaming because I'm still just kind of doing that. Uh, I I don't some of the stuff I, I wrote a script for well scripts the huge air quotes around that script for a video. I might just turn it into a typed article. It's so much easier to get my point across when I can. I don't have to rely on my awful, uh, the the tempo, the cadence of my voice. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Everyone's their own worst critic. We'll we'll see what happens with it though. Yeah. If, if anything, um, the this retro thing could be a article thing that I might update on the website on nerdreview.com. Uh-huh. Uh. But I also might do like a video or something. I don't know yet. You know, it's super easy to do, and it's super hacky. And some people, it's real easy to do pickup videos. But yeah, pickup videos. Yeah, I think I would probably do that. I would have to invest into a camera again. (laughs) But uh, hey, you never know. I mean, these smartphones they shoot in 4K, so hey, you never know. True. Other than that, um, oh, me and Zach are actually going to be doing uh, the Resident Evil podcast, pretty much. Uh, a podcast video series called The Nemesis Project, where we pretty much talk about every canon Resident Evil game out there. I think we're even going to be touching on uh, the Wii, uh, Resident Evil uh, Dark Side Chronicles and all that stuff. So <laughs> that's how deep we're going. Yeah. Uh, so... 
we're really big into Resident Evil, so there's gonna be a lot of information and a lot of personal stories that we're gonna be talking about on why on why we like the series so much. And then uh, eventually, I'm gonna have to be playing Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom Hearts three came out. How are you liking that game, by the way? Did you play it yet? I put it in the PlayStation 4, and that's as far as I got. <laughs> yeah. I had work to do. Yeah, adulting it's sucks. Also Pokemon Moon. It's so much easier, though, to play Pokemon. I've literally been playing it at my job. So. Can we talk about this real quick? And, and I know we've probably talked about this dozens of times. But when I sit down to play a video game, and I get really into the video game, and then you turn around and you see the clock is like 2 a.m. in the morning... Don't you kind of go, man? I miss being a kid. Yeah, no kidding. I, I think that all times. So. I, 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 I don't even let it sneak up on me. I'm so paranoid of playing games. Every time I hit a decent point to save, I check the clock. I look at the phone. I decide, oh, I gotta get up this time. I do my head. I gotta get a shower. But I, I can't just get lost in a game anymore because because I'm always looking when I'm supposed to quit. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it like, oh, man, I have to be up at 7 a.m. and it's like 3 a.m. I'm going to have this amount of sleep. I have to wake up early to take a shower and brush my teeth and eat breakfast. Damn, adulting sucks. So if if there's any kids out there that are listening to our podcast, enjoy your kid life. (laughs) Enjoy it as much as you can because once you become an adult, you're done with time. Time is done. But uh, anyway, I think we'll end this podcast. We are on Podbean, uh, novnetwork.podbean.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes, which is the uh, Nerd of You Network. We're on there where we have both Big Trouble Little Podcasts and Escape from SideQuest on there. And hopefully new podcasts like the Nemesis Project will be on there too. And uh Yeah. You know, make sure to give us a comment and uh, download it and like us or dislike us. And until next time, everybody, you have a good night. Thanks for listening.